Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home an auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Welcome, everyone, to episode 170 of the NBA podcast. I'm Brian Toporek, and today we have reunited the Dream Team to do one of our favorite <laughs> episodes of the year, our annual league pass rankings for the 2018-19 season. Before we get underway, a reminder, you can follow us on Twitter at the NBA pod. In our bio, you can find our Twitter handles, so give us a follow as well. You can also find us on iTunes, so please subscribe, download, leave some five-star reviews. We'd love any feedback. And we're being hosted on the Almighty Baller Podcast Network, so check them out on Twitter, at AlmightyCasts. Joining me today, as always, is my very stable genius of a co-host, Morton Jensen. How's it going, Mort? It's going well, Brian. I'm just kind of curious. We didn't receive, like, a, a fax just with the words, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> I think fax machines... Do people still have fax machines? I don't know, man. I'm just making a joke. Come on. <laughs> I was going to say, like, the last time I've seen one was in an office, and I haven't worked in an office in five years, so... Well, the White House probably have several. <laughs> yeah, that's their only way to communicate with Russia. That's yeah. <laughs> what Mort is alluding to, and what I said at the top of the episode, with the Dream Team being back, is we have our third co-host back for one episode. Sarah Chalea <laughs> has rejoined us for the League Pass rankings. So how's it going, Sarah? Hey, <laughs> it's gone pretty well. It's, it's good to be back. If anybody had a fax machine, it would probably be me. I was, <laughs> I was, I was telling Mort before uh, before you got on the call, Brian, I, I panicked at like 3 o'clock in the morning last night. Thought, oh man, I should make sure I can still get into my Skype. I really haven't used it. I don't talk to anybody, <laughs> talk to anybody but y'all. I should admit that, but that's the truth. Um, so yeah, long story short, I tried to hack into someone else's Skype accidentally because I didn't remember what my Skype name was. Oh, and somebody oh has God. one with my last name in it, so oh. hopefully they're not freaking out today. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> they... I did not mean to do that to you. Uh, we just have the same last name. All's well. You got an email from Microsoft at like 3 in the morning saying, <laughs> someone has tried to access your account and it is now locked. Good. My bad. Well, we're... We're glad you got it figured out. We're glad to have you back. Uh, so just a reminder for everyone for how this is going to work is Sarah, Mort, and I all gave, we ranked our teams 1 through 30 in terms of the teams we are most excited to watch was up at the top. The least excited to watch is down the bottom. We took our ranks, averaged them together for a final rank. So we're just going to go from the bottom to the top. Um, there are a lot of teams where we're largely in agreement about and you could probably guess toward the top and the bottom who those teams are, so we're not going to spend a whole lot of time discussing those, but in the ones where there were outliers, where like two of us had pretty close and then one of us was way different, 
We're just going to give it to that person and discuss why they're either more excited or less excited than the other two uh, about that particular team. So this is basically our way of saying, like, you know, we know not everyone gets the 30-team League Pass package. So if you're limited to the five-team package or if you're only doing a one-team package and you're not going to choose your own team, these are the teams you should be spending your money on. Um, Sarah and I tried to take into account how many national TV games uh, teams had, but we weren't super strict about that. <laughs> so really, it's just teams we're excited to watch. Uh, so we'll, we'll start. No surprise, at the bottom is the Sacramento Kings. Uh, Sarah had them dead last. Mort and I had them 28th each. I mean, it, I, yeah. think it, I think it speaks for itself. It's the Kings, like... Mort and I were saying on the Western Conference over-under pod that, like, we just have no faith in the Kings doing anything right. So, like, I'm morbidly intrigued to see Marvin Bagley at the three because they're going to do that. (laughs) (laughs) But aside from that, I mean, De'Aaron Fox is fun. Buddy Heald's fun. Like, they have some good young guys, but it's it's just the Kings. And I'm going to watch Zebo until, you know, he pounds the ball completely into the dust, you know, in the post. (laughs) I I do love me some Zebo, but... Yeah, there's not a lot of intrigue there. I'm not even convinced Zebo's going to play that many minutes this yeah, year because they have not. they have so many other bigs now. Like, mm-hmm. uh, whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <That's, laughs> when your two biggest free agent acquisitions are Yoki Ferrell and Nemanja Bjelica, and you stole both of them, it's not really not right. really great. No, no. So we'll we'll move on to the next team. Is the New York Knicks? Uh, I had them 29th, Sarah 28th, Mort 27th. If Chris Stops were healthy, I feel like we'd have them at least a little higher, right? Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, so this all three of us, I'm assuming, just figure he's going to miss some, if not most, if not all of the year. Kevin Knox is fine. Like, not ready. Yeah. I, I mean, it, yeah, again, it, this is just a reflection of Chris Stops not being healthy. So many Tim Hardaway shots. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm still interested in the development of uh, Frankie Smokes, but yeah, oh, not yeah. gonna not gonna be tuning in at the behest of other teams. No, I'll, we'll watch them on Christmas Day. We'll watch Giannis destroy them. Sure, that's that's about, that's about all the Knicks we'll see for a while. Um, so the next team was the Orlando Magic. Mort had them 23. He was the highest on them. Sarah was 26. I'm dead last. They're 30th for me. Like, they don't have a point guard. They, I mean, with all due respect to DJ Augustine and Jerry and Grant, they don't have a league average point guard. So, like, mm-hmm. yeah, sure, I'm excited to see Aaron Gordon and Jonathan Isaac and Mo Bamba. But, like, without a point guard, I don't think we're going to get to see them at their full potential. This, I mean, Point Gordon. I don't think they're going to do that. Do you have any faith that they're going to do that? No, I just want it to happen anyway. I just want Aaron Gordon to look at DJ Augustine and go, give me the damn ball. <laughs> I mean, so do I. And, like, Evan Fournier, we were saying this in the last pod, you know, Evan Fournier can handle, but he can play make. But, like, I just think, I mean, I, I get some, like, early process Sixers vibes from this team where the lack of a half-decent point guard is really going to make this team just hard to watch. Oh, yeah. And it's like, they have some young, interesting prospects, but like until they balance that roster, they just need to trade Vucevic, get a real point guard, and then I'm interested. But until then, meh. I'm still waiting for John Wall to flame out in Washington, and then 
<laughs> or Landry just throwing the kitchen sink at them for 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 him. I would be interested in that if only to see how quickly he threw all of his new teammates <laughs> under the bus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, next team was the Detroit Pistons. We all had them. Well, you actually had them in 21. I was 24. Sarah was 27. Is it just we're not all that convinced Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond are a good fit together? You're not excited about Reggie Jackson all that much? Some pity for Dwayne Casey. It's just a big time meh team, isn't it? <laughs> like there's just yeah. nothing to get excited about, really. I mean, yeah, Blake will throw down some jams. He'll play some inside outside basketball. The the thing that has me going twenty one with them after all is is Andre Drummond. I want to see if last year was was just a fluke, like him mm-hmm. being a playmaker, him improving his free throw stroke, like. Those were just two major pieces we had looked for him for years to develop. And I want to see if it's consistent. So I'll be tuning in to see like the development of Andre Drummond. That's fair. Sarah, do you think there's hope for that partnership, the Blake and Andre partnership? Yeah, and I think that's, as Morton alluded to, that's kind of part of the intrigue, if there is some. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you guys, my, I had a loosely adhered to criteria that you know mainly who are the stars who are the even the role players who are the draw of course and Mm -hmm. then really i i looked a lot at like roster turnover so if Mm. there weren't a lot of changes or certainly none that i thought would make a huge difference i kind of felt like i know what i'm going to get from a certain team then Mm -hmm. i ended up putting them lower so that's kind of why the magic the pistons all end up lower um also the blazers for me which we'll get to later um yes you know, if the main stars are kind of the same, I'll, I'll still tune in to see Blake and Andre. Uh, even with the magic, uh, I, I love Jonathan Simmons, Aaron Gordon, the, the athleticism. There's excitement there, but I just feel like, you know, you kind of know what you're going to get from them. So that's why they ended up lower for me. Yeah, that's that's totally fair. Um, Miami Heat. Sarah and I had them 23. Mort, you were 26. I know you just hate them because they are a team of role players. No, no, I don't hate. No, no, I don't. I don't hate them. I just I find them exceedingly dull when they're not playing the Sixers in the playoffs. <laughs> that was a great series. It really was. That's, yeah, that's fair. I, I mean, we got Dion coming back. At least, yeah, like, that's not that's not a good thing necessarily <laughs> for entertainment value. It is. It might not be a good thing for their win loss record, but remember that streak when he went on right after he came to the Heat and he like yep. hit those two game winning threes, one against the Warriors. Yeah, this is my city. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that was fun, but that's not like for, for over the course of a full season. And if he's just gonna jack up shots and shoot thirty nine percent, yeah. Then I have alternatives, man. Then I can go watch Giannis. <laughs> right. Reasonable. Yeah. I, I don't think it's a coincidence that our five lowest ranked teams are all in the East and three of, or I guess the Kings actually are four of the five lowest ranked. And as we'll get to, five of the six. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the Heat are just like, they're a good team. They're fundamentally sound. They're going to win 40 plus games just because they have so many talented guys even if none of them are superstars but i th- i mean i just feel like we know what's coming for this team so i'm not 
super excited that really justice winslow point justice if you want point aaron gordon i want point justice i get that draw and josh richardson will be fun to to follow because we'll see what he does in his this is his third year for third or fourth uh, i want to say fourth oh okay i think so I could yeah he had a yeah he yeah because he had a bounce back year that's right yeah yeah so the charlotte hornets as Sarah alluded to, this was this is the first one we really diverged on. More, you had them 29th. You were the lowest on them. I was 27th. Sarah, you were 16th. What's yeah. up? Why do you want to watch the Hornets? Tony Parker effect. Oh, is it? Do you guys oh, know no. that it's so weird to see his name on that roster? Like, I kept looking at it on <laughs> Basketball Reference. Like, man, this is strange. Um, there's that. There's, you know, JB. James Borrego is the coach mm, now. Mm. I, I want to see what he does with the, the team. I love Kemba. I could watch him any day of the week. Uh, you, you're reuniting TP with Batum. I think Tony's always brought out the best in Batum. Um, I don't know. I'm just kind of interested to see what they look like under Borrego. And Kemba's really fun. <laughs> Those were the main reasons. <laughs> but this was a team for me that I did. I bounced them around. I had them in my bottom end. And then they kind of bumped up after I looked at the roster again. I could go back and forth, but I definitely... Kemba is fun. Yeah, Kemba's great. And like I said, you got a coaching change, so I'm interested to see how they play. Hmm. That's reasonable. I, 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 I agree with the Kemba thing. That He's the reason I didn't have the Hornets 30th. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man. You would have put them below the Kings if they didn't have Kemba? For sure. Oh. <laughs> look at that look at that roster if you take Kemba Walker away who's the best player Jeremy Lamb I mean Batum probably Batum in a well he wasn't really that great last year I know. He, he's yeah, inconsistent he yeah. yeah yeah so like you could make a case that their best player was Jeremy Lamb and I'm not tuning in <laughs> to the Hornets to like, <laughs> hey tune in on League Pass and watch Jeremy Lamb and the Hornets <laughs> take on LeBron and the Lakers like no no, there you smirch Tony Parker's good name. <laughs> uh, okay, so the next one, Portland Trailblazers were 24th overall for us. Sarah and I were very low on them. I had them 26th, yep. Sarah's 29th, and Mort remains irrationally high on Portland. 15th overall. What is it? Is it more than just Dame and CJ for you? It, it is, it, it, but I will say that pairing, I love watching them play. Mm-hmm. I mean, taking aside the first round sweep where they <laughs> right. just got annihilated, but but uh, those two are just great fun to watch. And then I really enjoy the fact that they got our son Seth Curry there. They did get our son. They did get our son, and they, they, I love Gary Trent Jr. Followed him at Duke last year. I think he's really fun. He he's one of those microwave scores. The question is, how many minutes is he, is he going to get? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also intrigued about Anthony Simons really intrigued actually Zach Collins I expect him to play a lot of minutes this year because Ed Davis left and he's an inside outside big man who could make some noise then you have Yusuf Nurkic who should be able to like find his niche now so I I just think this team is a little bit under the radar I think that sweep just had people crapping all over him throughout the course of the summer and now they've become underrated that's, I guess I could see that. I mean, like, Dame and CJ are fun. I'm not going to take anything away. It's just like, as Sarah said, 
if I felt like I knew what the ceiling of a team was or like how they were going to play and kind of just the course of their season, like I can reasonably project right. they're going to have somewhere between like 42 and 48 wins and they're going to be a bottom three seed in the West if they make the playoffs. It's just like, okay, I'll, you know, I'll watch them. I'll watch them when they're playing a good team, but I'm not going to like tune into a random like Blazers Timberwolves game or something like that. Well, hang on. Entertainment value factors in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? It does. They don't entertain me aside from Damon CJ. I Evan Turner right, but is They not take like 50% of their shots though. <laughs> they should take more <laughs> of their shots. I don't know. I don't know if they actually do. <laughs> That was like the I wish they did, but instead it's like Evan Turner and Mo Harkless and Alfaruka Minu. Which are like And that is why they need to move Evan Turner for James Johnson. I've right. I've advocated this move for a while. Just makes you sense. Have. You have. It, yeah, it makes sense for Portland. It doesn't yep. make sense for Miami, but <laughs> Well sure. they shave a year off financially. Yeah. yeah. Uh all right, the next team was the Cleveland Cavaliers at twenty three. Mort and I both had them at 25, Sarah at 19. Sarah, you just excited to see Kevin Love back into being Minnesota Kevin Love again? Yeah, it's just, you know, they talk about a team that definitely is going to look different next year, have to change their style of play. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited mm-hmm. to see Kevin Love, who's, who's kind of been on the periphery for a while, be back to being the, the main guy. I always really enjoyed Larry Nance Jr. George Hill's still there. So, yeah, that's... It's certainly interesting. Kyle Korver is still at least a member of their roster till February. J.R. <laughs> Smith can think he's going to be the takeover. He's, he's going to be that like, go-to option in crunch time. It's going to be great. Well, Colin Sexton's there. That's Chetty? true. And, right? Yeah, Chetty's still there. Mm-hmm. And like Rodney Hood is going to resign there at this point. Right. I, I think, or he's just going to play in Europe. But he's, he's going to resign there. And he could be a... 15 God. points a game guy on like 42% shooting. Like he averaged 16.8 points in Utah. Imagine going from that to like half a season of the Cavs and then going to Europe. <laughs> I know. It's so, I mean, it's really weird. I Well, who was it? I think Bobby Marks the other day tweeted, that's the reason Nawaba hasn't officially been announced because like the terms of Nawaba's deal are contingent on what the Cavs sign Hood for, apparently. Oh, okay. Makes sense. Yeah. So, like, they're planning on it. It's just like... Oh, shit, Nawaba. I should yeah. have them hire now. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Clippers with the next team at 22. More, you have them dead last. <laughs> I had them 22nd. And then Sarah had them 11th. So I want both of you guys. Sarah, you can go first. You can give the optimist take. And then Mort can give the pessimist take. Frankly, it, I just like some of the options they have at for their lineups um i mean it, it's entirely dependent on how imaginative doc is but i mean yeah pat bev ab tobias luke um or gallo you throw gallo out there at the four um i've always been a uh, Montrez fan so you kind mm-hmm. of free him up um still got uh milos right Hopefully Jawan Evans gets more minutes. Like I just, I like some of these small, free rangey lineups they have. Uh, is Boban still there? 
He sure is. I was gonna okay. say that, that's clearly that was five <laughs> points right there. <laughs> Look, this is this could be a fun team, low key fun team. I'm I'm actually excited to watch them. Mort, what? Why did you put them dead last? So I'm gonna take you back about eight years. Remember the free agency frenzy in 2010 with LeBron and Bosh and Wade and Carlos Boozer and Joe. Everyone was a free agent. Yep. So the season before, or it rather the season leading up to the 2010 season or our summer, was just a train wreck of rosters because <laughs> everyone was trying to position themselves for that summer. The Clippers are definitely trying to do something crazy next summer. Mm-hmm. So I feel this entire roster is just set up for like a placeholder for next season. That doesn't interest me a whole lot when I know that there's not going to be like long-term commitment to these mm. guys. Like most of these th- players are likely going to be traded off at the deadline just to you know create more cap space mm-hmm. and maybe draft picks so they get some some trade assets. I, I just don't think they're invested with these guys in the long term. If they if they were, that would probably change my thinking a little bit. Mm. Way to well, suck I mean, the air out of my balloon, Mort. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Well, I tend to do that, you know. You I mean... This is like I your mean, chief goal in life. It, it is, and I've missed that for well over a year when I've tried to just bring Brian down. I've noticed this trend. He'll enjoy it because he likes to watch the world burn. So whenever I come up with something very negative or, or just kind of deflating, he just sits there with this dumb smirk on his face going, yep. Yep, that's a good thing. Where I'm just like, come on, man, be sad. I I, I want to affect you negatively, and no, it doesn't happen. So I'm glad that you're back for this episode, so I can just really dig into it and make you feel really bad. That, that makes me feel all warm and fuzzy inside. I'm so glad you missed me. Oh, also, the Eagles won the Super Bowl in February, yeah. so you can't you can't bring me it's down off that high still, boy. Yeah, I know. I saw I saw the video. I saw the video. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you you guys both make fair points about the Clippers. I think, I mean, the, clearly, more you're right, they're trying to do something, you know, they're trying to do, like, a double max thing next summer, but mm-hmm. there's no guarantee it works, in which right. case, like, a lot of their guys are under contract for only one year, but they could, like, they could resign Tobias and commit to him long-term. Like, they're, well, you know, we, we've mentioned it before, we'll talk about it again. There aren't that many guys next summer will be free agents and who are deserving of a max contract. So if you strike out on those top options, like Kyrie or Jimmy or KD mm-hmm. or Kawhi... You're going to max out Tobias Harris? Well, you know, you're just going to be stuck with, like, these second-tier guys who hopefully you don't max out. But, you know, you're, you're going to have a lot of money and you're going to have, like, see these, you know, not top 25 players to spend it on. So Oh, yay, the heat of the West. Yeah, they really could become the heat of the West. It's a, yeah. it's a good comparison there. Of all the sounds you'll hear this summer. <laughs> this might be your new favorite. They're blending up the new chocolate chip iced cap at Tim Hortons. Real chocolate chips blended into an iced cap for a sweet summer treat. It's Tim Hortons frozen take on a cappuccino. And it just might be the best sound of summer. Hurry into Tim Hortons for the new chocolate chip iced cap. Limited time at participating restaurants. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets 
round out our bottom 10. They were 21st. Uh, I had them 18th. Sarah 25th. Mort 16th. So once again, this time we're going to flip it. I guess, Mort, you can give the Optimus version. And then, Sarah, you can tell why you are not as high on them. So, Mort? Well, they're, they're fun. They've been fun for a while. I mean, they jack up a lot of threes. They play so freely. They haven't, because of the draft picks, it's almost been a blessing in disguise having made that trade and not having those draft picks because they haven't tanked. They've been playing competitive basketball for for years now. And it's mm. been fun. It seems like they're growing something very special. I, I truly believe this is the year D'Angelo Russell is going to break out full-time. Mm. Uh, and and I, I'm just looking at that roster. I'm seeing valuable contributors, albeit not necessarily worth their contracts like Alan Crabb. But Alan Crabb is fun. I yeah. like watching Alan Crabb play. Mm-hmm. Demare Carroll is just solid all around. You know, Jared uh, Allen, I mean, you have so many guys. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Karis uh, LeBert? Yeah. Sarah, are you just not as intrigued because they're most likely finishing outside the playoff picture again? I mean, that's part of it. It's just... Mort's right. I mean, they compete every night, and I do appreciate that. They, you know, those guys play hard. They have a lot of, you know, sort of guards. There's, like, no center on the roster, which is fun. <laughs> but, oh, different. Uh, I'm hoping... I will say one thing that will have me tuning in, besides the fact that I do like some of their guards, Dinwiddie and, and Crab and Levert. Um, but for Reed, like, it's, it'd just be mm. so nice to see him be free after years of kind of getting stuck on the Nuggets bench. So I do want to see him go off again and just be the manimal. Yeah, mm. that's fair. I, I think He's got to play center minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he, he should. Yeah. <laughs> he, he definitely should. They'll be low-key fun this year. Um, the Timberwolves are tied with the Wizards for us, both at 19. Uh, for the Timberwolves... Sarah and I each had them 21. More, you had them 13. Are Jimmy. You, is it? But, like, Jimmy doesn't Jimmy. have these anymore. Are Jimmy. You, you're just excited to see Tibbs completely wear him down into powder? I don't, I don't care. Then I want the last of Jimmy. <laughs> Look, J- Jimmy's, Jimmy remains my favorite player. Yeah. I, I can't help it. He's, he's outstanding. I love him. Um, I kind of felt that if I if I had Minnesota lower than fifteenth or or fourteen rather, so they would be on the lower half, mm-hmm. I would do him a disservice. He's fun to watch. I love watching yeah. Jimmy play. Uh, Towns can be fun when he when he's engaged, and then I'll you know sit through watching whatever it is Andrew Wiggins supposedly <laughs> does, according to Wolves fans. Um, right. Yeah. Well. I was looking back at our rankings from last year, and they were our number one team last year. They All were. three of us had them in the wow. top five. You and I, Mort, had them number one overall. Yes, we did. I remember. So I knew it's I was pretty high amazing. On them. I, yeah. You know what? I Jimmy and Kat are terrifically talented players that I enjoy watching, too. It's just, I just feel like there's like a cloud hanging over them going into <laughs> yep. this season. I, you, know, you guys talked about it on the Over Under podcast. It's like all the stuff that's come out on social this summer. I just feel like there's a, a high probability it could kind of implode. It's not fun to watch players together when you can feel like tension and they're not enjoying yeah. playing together. 
So that's my concern. I suppose if it imploded, that could be must-watch too, but I'm not looking <laughs> forward to that. Yeah, like, will Jimmy Butler chuck a ball at Andrew Wiggins' head at some point this season? <laughs> oh, he should. I would love that. But yeah. By the way, can I just say that's awesome that you still listen to us, Sarah, even after you stopped hosting. I really appreciate that. That's no wonderful. Oh, man. Number one yeah. fan. I try to. Uh, I try to keep up. I, I'm really not a big podcast person. Like, if I go somewhere, if I'm driving, I like to have music. Um, mm-hmm. If I'm on a flight, podcasts are great. But I do try to keep up with you guys. So how often do you just roll your eyes of all the stupid shit that I say? <laughs> Over under 10 times per podcast? Oh, that's... I, that's I'll high. take that. That's good. That's that's actually a pretty good take. That's nice. I like that. He, he's cut back on his Spurs trolling since you left. Ooh. Oh, that's yeah. been the hardest... That's been the hardest part. I took away your fun, huh? Yeah, you did. <laughs> Uh, all right, the Wizards were tied with the Timberwolves. Another team. These are really like the two teams. It's great that they're tied because they're the two teams that could just completely combust in terms of chemistry, mm-hmm. aside from the Lakers, of course. Um, I was highest them on the uh, on them at sixteen. Sarah had them twenty. More had them nineteen. I, you know, I I think the chemistry <laughs> concerns are very real, but like they're a good team. I'm mm-hmm. excited to see how Dwight Howard and Austin Rivers and Jeff Green fare. Like, I think those guys will make the Wizards better. And I think the Wizards have gotten lost in the mix of, like, everyone's super excited about Toronto and Boston and Philly. And then Milwaukee and Indiana are, like, these small market up-and-coming teams. And, like, the Wizards could be a top-four seed as well. But everyone's just like, oh, John Wall hates everyone. And, like... Auto Porter's overpaid, and they need to trade one, you know, one of Wall, Beal, or Porter just because their contract situation is such a disaster. Which is probably true. Like their long term outlook is not spectacular, but for this season alone, I think they will be more fun than they're getting credit for right now. That seems. But you mentioned Jeff Green as a reason for them being fun and not Troy Brown Jr. Dude, okay, Brian. Troy Brown Jr. is not getting minutes. Oh, he yeah. should he should be playing ahead of Jeff Green. That boy's good. That was Jeff Green occasionally, every once in a blue moon. Once a full moon, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, the Atlanta Hawks were 18 for us. Sarah, you had them 10th overall. I had them 20th yeah, more, 24th. <laughs> yeah, what is it? John Collins, Trey Young, Torian Prince, which, which young going. prospect? Yes, all of them. <laughs> um, uh, who else yeah. do they have? Oh, D- Bembry? Yeah, I mean, I tweeted about this like a month ago. I'm not arguing that this is going to amount to a ton of wins, obviously, this year, but Mm -hmm. they just have a lot of players I like. You know, Collins, uh, Prince, freaking, you know who I love. You guys know, like, the only team that I really watch in college ball is uh, Villanova. Um, uh, I'm high on Omari Spellman. Um, I I sort of coveted him for the Spurs in the draft. That didn't happen. but I just think he'll be a good big, a good pro. Um, he's fairly mobile for his size. He can stretch it out to the three a little bit. Just a natural rebounder, high motor. So I love the kid. Um, Deadman. Let's not forget about mm. Dwayne Deadman. I, Vince Carter, who for some reason he's not popping up on their roster on basketball reference. I don't think he 
has officially signed yet, but supposedly he uh, had a deal in place with them. So, yes. you know, yeah. Vince, I love is a he's just such a great ambassador for the league. I will watch him until he's done as well. So, they just cobbled together. Jeremy Lin, I love. Hopefully, mm-hmm. he can be healthy for a season. I yes. think he can show Trey Young a lot about you know just how you can be a good guard in this league without being the biggest, strongest, fastest. You know, so. I just I love all the pieces. I don't know how it all comes together this year. They they're gonna have growing pains for sure, but I think they'll be fun. Yeah, in retrospect, I'm probably too, or I should have ranked them higher than like. I had Memphis ahead of them. I probably should not have done that. <laughs> well, <laughs> let let me just throw some cold water on Sarah's take for a second here, oh, <laughs> because here's the thing: I agree with the idea of the Hawks. But I don't necessarily agree with the way that it's going to play out. I I think Trey Young is going to struggle in his rookie season. I don't think that's Mm -hmm. going to be a testament to to his career, mind you. Mm -hmm. So just get off my mentions, Hawks fans. (laughs) Um, But I think he'll struggle a lot. Very much, very similar actually to Kemba Kemba Walker's first season in Charlotte, which was just atrocious. Um, I, I also... I'm penalizing the Hawks a little bit for their draft. I really am. You really I, hated I, their draft. I really hated their draft <laughs> with a passion. I mean, when you do not, you had the chance. For yeah. crying out loud, you had the chance. Um, and you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, we'll, but, we'll get to Dallas. Yeah, we'll get to Dallas later on. But yeah, I, I, I just, I get what they're trying to do. I don't think they're going to be fun while they're trying to go to where they want to be. In the meantime, because it's going to be a lot of missed threes, a lot of turnovers, <laughs> and a lot of inexperience, I, I will say the reason I didn't have them, you know, in the in the late twenties, is John Collins. Yeah, dude is so fun to watch. I mean, high efficiency, great motor. He can rebound with the best of them. Finish inside, now outside as well. He's just. And and he just keeps going. He keeps coming at you. If you give him 30 minutes, he's going to give you 30 minutes of high intensity. I have no idea how this kid has not just dropped dead on the basketball court yet. It's amazing how he keeps just finding that energy. It's amazing. It's it's a good thing that Lloyd Pierce is their coach because if they do play the style that you suggested, Mort, he's used to it because he was with with the early process Sixers. He's used to a bunch of fast-paced, missed threes, Terrible defense. It's going to be good. He'll feel right at home. Brian, can you uh, stop letting Morton go after me, please? I will, well, the, the, the next team we, we're not going to have to fight about all that much is the Memphis Grizzlies at 17. Remarkable consensus here. Both of you had them at 18, and I had them at mm-hmm. 17. So we're all, like, lukewarm on watching the Grizzlies, I guess. I mean, I'm excited to see Jaron Jackson. Yep. Um, <laughs> I'm excited to see Mike Conley. Yeah, that's true. They get Conley back. Hopefully he stays healthy. Yeah, I mean, mm. that's why they're kind of toward the middle for me. It, it could be actually more exciting than we're expecting. I just hope they stay yeah. healthy. But, I do too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think there's much more to add for the Grizzlies aside from please don't sulk through another season, Mark Gasol. Uh OKC came in at 16. 
I was the highest on them at 13. Mort was at 17. Oh, surprise, surprise. Sarah was at 22. <laughs> All right. The Russell Westbrook hate has gone too far, guys. I get it. Like he, Oh, man, he, this is not about the Russell Westbrook hate. This is about you just getting a boner off about the defense <laughs> and then just <laughs> arguing, oh, the defense, the defense. Like, yeah, yeah, it's going to be fine. But, like, they have to score the basketball to win, Brian. And, and when you have Russell Westbrook, you know, taking, what, 22 shots a game and making six, it's not going to work. <laughs> but he's, like... When he's on, he is one of the five most fun players to watch in the league. Like, I know you don't get that every night from him. He does have those nights where he shoots, like, 13 of 35, and you you get right. very sad. But, like, toward the end of his MVP season, when he was doing those, like, 40 and 50-point triple-doubles every night, and he had that, like, 55-point right. game, I think it was against Denver, like, that was one of the most fun electric performances yeah. I've seen from yep. anyone in recent years. I agree. So, so I'm hoping that with our, without Carmelo, mm. there's going to be less of that like, push and pull in the starting lineup. Like Him and Paul George aren't going to have to like, a little defer, defer, defer. Do I get the ball this time? Like I think that having removing Melo from that equation and having like lower usage guy in Pat Patterson or Jeremy Grant is just going to like make those two guys assume more of the offensive load and like not hesitate to do so. So I think they're going to be more fun to watch this year than they were last year when they were like undeniably, especially the first few months of the season, they it was just like painful to watch them. Can I just remind you that Russell Westbrook is going to turn 30 this year? <laughs> this isn't like a five-year ranking. This is, yeah. <laughs> I know. Still I just... Prime. I know. I'm just saying that the floor game that we all imagined would be established at this point Mm -hmm. hasn't really come to fruition yet. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I don't think it's ever going to... I mean, he is who he is at this point. Right, which means that in about three years, we're going to see one hell of a decline, and he's going to be on a myriad of web pages under the title, What Happened to This Player? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, Sarah, I can't protect you for this next one, because it's the San Antonio Spurs. They were our 15th-ranked team. They would have been lower if Sarah was not here, because more had been 22. I had them 19. Sarah was seven. Uh, aside from rampant homerism, which of course played into all three of our home teams getting higher ranks, as we'll talk about shortly, uh, are you are you excited about this new era of Spurs basketball? You're excited to see DeRozan and Jakob Pertl. See, I knew you guys were gonna be just very disappointing here, and I was ready for it. <laughs> and what's I don't need your protection, Brian. I'm going to tell you guys why you're wrong. Okay. Yes. Look, first of all, I'm going to start with three words. Murray, Mm. Walker, White. I'm Mm. really excited about the young guys getting opportunities. Um, DeJounte Murray, this is the first year, really, he comes into the season knowing he's going to be the starting guy. I'm excited Mm -hmm. to see what he does with it. White is a kid that I've liked for a long time. Um... He can shoot. He can run a little pick and roll. He has really underrated vision. Um, moves pretty well on defense. Is in the right spot. Lonnie Walker's 
thrilling. I don't know, you know, yeah. what he's going to be in year one, but um, the shot is a little inconsistent, but there's a lot to like there. It's definitely promising. Um, yeah, I'm excited about Pirtle. I think he's going to be good for the team. Um, I think DeMar is going to have a great year. I'm excited mm-hmm. to see what he does. But the main thing is, yeah, this is the most, I think, question mark season that you've had going into the year for the Spurs since, what, predating Timmy? I mean, mm-hmm. you, you always yep. kind of know what to expect. And that's why I'm really intrigued. I'm intrigued to see what Pop and the staff come up with as far as how you make these guys mesh. Um, it, it will be the biggest job that they have, like I said, in, in, in that respect. And coming up with a new style of play for in a long time. I mean, you guys talked about what Vegas has them at, what, 43 wins somewhere yeah, in there? Yeah, like about five wins too low. And I think, yeah. you know, and that's fine. But that's kind of my point is that's that's the intrigue of it. Um, people don't really know what to expect, and I think these guys are fired up. Um, mm-hmm. Ru- Rudy Gay has already come out and said, look, DeMar is not the only one with a chip on his shoulder. His, his is the yeah. most obvious, but he's not the only one. Um, so I'm just excited to see what comes out of it. Uh, it's definitely, mm. like I said, the, the biggest unknown going into the year that we've had in some time. Yeah. When you when you started your lecture here, you said you said <laughs> you know I would only start with three words, and I thought those words would be Mano Ginopoli retirement. But you okay, <laughs> we still don't know, right? We still right. don't know. We don't. We don't know. Yeah. Supposed to maybe. Okay. I think his brother said maybe there'd be news this week. So. We'll oh see. really? Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Okay. Well, well. Ooh, that's exciting. We need something to get us through this mid-August lull. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm genuinely I am excited to see Rudy Gay especially because I saw him say something like he feels like he's finally healthy now. Mm-hmm. Like last year, yeah. he was just like getting back into the swing of things, and like mm-hmm. he could be really good, especially as their number three option behind DeRozan and Aldridge. And how, <laughs> Sarah? How did you not mention Lamarcus in that whole that whole spiel? Because, because, he was really good last year. No, he was great, but that's uh, you know I told y'all like. The question marks are the thing for me. Yeah, I feel like yeah. Lamarcus is probably the greatest Staple. known quantity. Yeah, at this point, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. he was great on both ends last year. He was really dependable. Um, but I think they're good. Yeah, he's even got a chip because you know his game is constantly talked down on. I know that a lot of people are going to just say like they're going to shoot a million mid range shots and you know yeah. and not watch. So that's fine. Y'all get fired up about right. the Suns or whatever it is that gets you going. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I'm excited to see what, like I said, what the staff comes up with. Cause you know, I was watching to go on a tangent for a minute. <laughs> I was watching the, um, 77 Blazers were on oh, wow. NBA yeah. TV the other day. God, that was a fun team. And I just, I'm realizing cause they played a lot through the post. Now, you know, they had a great passing big man. I don't know if the Spurs will play that style or be able to, but you know, they threw it down into the post, ran a bunch of action off the ball, looked for cuts, looked for something to come open, and then if nothing was open, they went into the, the post-up. And that was fine because they already had the defense moving because of all the off-ball movement. So I'm just mm-hmm. watching that, realizing like there's so many ways to create space without you know standing at the three-point line and having to be a significant threat out there. So... Like I said, that was intriguing to me just to see what can they come up with to to combat this these question marks that everybody has about how will they make all the, the mid-range shooters work. 
I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the mid-range shot so we don't have to. <laughs> Thank you. No problem. Uh, you, speaking of the Phoenix Suns, they were our next ranked team at number 14. <laughs> this one, there was some wild divergence on. Sarah, you were lowest at 24. I had them at 14. Where you had them number two. Mm-hmm. Why? Well, I, I, I love new players. Okay. I, that's that's a part of why I always a part of how I choose league pass rankings. Yeah, DeAndre Aiden is going to get a ton of minutes. He's yep. extremely entertaining. I love to I love the idea I should say of Aiden and Devin Booker. Mm-hmm. Then I love the idea of adding Mikael Bridges to that, mm-hmm. and just seeing what they can do. Elio Copo, who I'm really high on, is is also another factor. And oh, then you just have T.J. Warren thrown into the mix as well. Who can mm-hmm. score buckets? Like he averaged twenty more or less last year. I just think this is going to be a high tempo offense that's just going to generate a lot of entertaining offensive basketball. They are going to be what the Hawks hope to be in two or three years, mm. and not in terms of winning, but in playing style yeah. and the execution of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they definitely have a, a lot of like young, fun prospects. Josh Jackson as well. And like we could, oh see yeah, Josh. If, yep. We could see if Marquise Chris or Dragon Bender actually turn into anything this year. Yeah, I didn't mention those for a reason. Yeah, but like yeah. I'm, I'm worried that we get into a situation. I guess I mean the coach is new, so like hopefully he has enough job security where he doesn't like, you know, I'm just worried we get like a Brandon Knight starting point guard playing 35 minutes, and then a Kobo gets buried on the bench because they're like. They're playing Knight so much to feature him as a trade chip later on. You know, I just hope yeah, that, the young that guys could actually happen. get burned. Is what I, right. Basically, like I, I that hope. could happen. Yeah. But I, I still, I've predicted this, and I, I'm going to stay with it. I think training camp and exhibitions game, exhibition games are going to just prove to the entire Suns organization that Okobo is a starting caliber point guard from day one. I think he's there. He I is hope, just yeah. so potent offensively i was really hoping the spurs would snatch him up mm-hmm. because i just think he would fit into that system so well yeah and i was kind of surprised to see him go to phoenix and initially i was like oh is he gonna get minutes there mm-hmm. and yeah because they didn't keep Alfred Payton, thankfully right right so i think he's uh i think he has a great opportunity to get some serious minutes that's that's reasonable Get to Old Navy for the biggest sale of the year. Up to 60% off all back-to-school styles for kids and baby. Get flip-flops for 2 bucks, graphic tees for 4 bucks, shorts for $6, and jeans for $8. Right now, get the best kids' styles at kid-size prices. Just 2 4 6 and $8. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in-store free today. Up to 60% off all kids and baby styles. Now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 729-811. Select styles. Excludes in-store clearance um so the chicago bulls and indiana pacers were tied at 12 for us we'll start with the bulls sarah and i both had them at 15 mort you had them at six i'm gonna ask the same question i asked sarah about the spurs was this just rampant homerism or are there actually because they offer no 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 they because they offer two things brian First of all, Zach they offer it. And Jabari Parker. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, so let's go with that. The first thing, you know, you and I, we enjoy the public meltdowns. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the Zach Levine, Jabari Parker sightings, that presents the public meltdown theory that could go on, mm-hmm. which could be immensely fun to just look at. <laughs> Additionally, and this is where it gets interesting, 
there's also a positive aspect of the Bulls to follow with Laurie Markin and Wendell Carter Jr. So it's a double whammy. You get the (laughs) young duo up front that are the the young cornerstone building blocks for the future, and then you get the discombobulating nuclear bomb that is Zach Levine and Jabari Parker. It's two for one. How could you not have them in the top ten? I mean, it is all around entertaining. It's it's not great entertainment, probably, mm-hmm. because when it does blow up, it'll blow up pretty bad. But for the time being, I'm going to enjoy having two for one. See, my concern with the Bulls is the same as my concern with the Suns. Is that like the wrong players are going to get shots and minutes? That mm-hmm. like, Levine and Jabari are going to be one and two in terms of field goal attempts, and whereas oh, Lori should be number one. But like, what if he only takes like twelve shots a game? Because Levine and Parker are jacking up so many. Apparently, the Bulls have actually really dug into this because that was the case last year when uh-huh. when Levine was on the court. Like he would frequently just overlook a wide open Markkinen from outside, right. which is just a big no no. So apparently, there's been uh, some progress made in that oh. department where they really want to funnel the offense towards Laurie a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, how they've come about this, I don't know. I whether they sat down sack or whether they just started talking internally about changing up the offense so it just would naturally the ball would naturally go to Markkinen more. I'm not sure. But I'm hoping to see that not be the case. Yeah. Uh, that Zach Levine and, and Jabari Parker will lead the team in shot attempts. But if it if it does, then that plays into the first part of it because that is going to <laughs> right. be right. so much fun to see that entire team just go bananas and implode and Fred Hoiberg actually getting ball by going out to midcourt and pulling his hair out. <laughs> that that would just be that would be fun. There, there is some definite potential entertainment value from watching a complete meltdown so i'll give you that mm-hmm. um, and if it works brian then they should be then they should be fun that's like true. they should be able to put up a lot of 120 point nights yeah well because their defense is going to be so damn bad oh yeah oh yeah i'm not even considering that well i mean that's that's going to lend to better offense that's you know when we talk about the nuggets too well yeah that factored into my thinking for where i rank them uh, so, the, yeah, the Pacers were the other team tied at 12. A lot of divergence here, too. Mort, you were lowest at 20. I had them at 12. Sarah, you had them at 4. So, again, like we did with, I don't even remember, oh, the Clippers. Uh, Sarah, why don't you give the optimist take about why you had them so high? And then, actually, Mort, you go you go first. So, you, Sarah <laughs> can tear you down this time. All right, that's fine. Look, uh, the, the position as 20 comes with a caveat. Remember, I talked about how it would take a large chunk of the season, in my opinion, oh, yeah. for Victor Oladipo and Tyreek Evans to actually pair up well together and get in sync. So that has been taken into consideration. And I'm assuming it's going to take like, you know, 40 to 50 games to really get them in sync. Mm-hmm. And that's just going to lower my league pass ranking on them. That doesn't necessarily mean I see them as a bad team by any stretch. Like they're going to be good. And as soon as those two are on the same page, when when they know, okay, we're going to share the ball this and this way, then that league pass ranking is going to jump significantly. That's fair. Uh, so Sarah? tear that down. Yeah, yeah, I like how you yeah. walked the fence on that one. See, the fear was palpable. <laughs> <laughs> 
Nah, I uh, I just loved that team. I really enjoyed watching them in the playoffs last year. I actually, it wasn't a real pick. Well, it was. I mean, I was asked by Josh Eberly, I think, on the Around the Rim uh, mm. round table that he has before the playoffs. He had a question like, what's your hottest take that could possibly happen in the playoffs? Not necessarily it will happen, but it could. And I picked them to upset the Cavs. And they nearly Ooh. did it. You know, they wow. they needed a little more shooting, and that was what I mentioned was my concern. But but they just they lived up to every expectation or wild hope I could have had. Um, Oladipo's way too much fun to watch. I love Sabonis. Um, I know there's still question marks about him and Turner working together, but I want to see how that works out. Um, if they end up sharing the floor more, I know. I think it's Tony West said that you know they actually have a good plus minus overall together when they were on the floor together, but Lance Stevenson was off. So mm. you know there's definitely optimism there. Uh, I just enjoy the team. They also had a great off season as we've mentioned with yep, Tyreek, Aaron Holiday in the draft, mm-hmm. Tyreek, you know Doug McDermott. They might have overpaid on him, but if shooting was a concern, there you go. There and you go. Kylo Quinn's going to be a good big backup big man for them too and you know i mean there is hope that miles turner just had like such a mediocre year last year we you know we were saying in the last episode like he he deserves inclusion in that unicorn conversation and if he like comes back to that ascendant form that he had in years one and two of his career he's heading into a contract year like that that could give them the second like star that they need also oladipo could get even better i mean there's been talk of him like working improving his ball handling and his pick and roll and like last year was his first all-star caliber year now he knows he can be that number one guy on a team like let's see what's next for him i'm excited for that team i think they're going to be really good this year i need to uh correct myself it was tony east i got him and tom west confused (laughs) he's tweeting about the turner's turner and uh sabonis too many cardinal directions in the name of the title. Rounding out our middle 10 then were the New Orleans Pelicans at 11. Iowa's highest on them at 8. Mort had them at 10. Sarah at 17. Mort, you and I have talked about their front court. That's really my big thing. Yep. I just, I'm yep. so excited to see Randall and Anthony Davis and Miritich and how they make that work. I might be too high on them because I am not excited to see Alfred Payton. I. I, I yeah, very... that that one I didn't get. Yeah, that one I did. I had a thought here today. Just how much are are New Orleans just looking at the year Tyreek Evans had in Memphis and going, why didn't we get that version? <laughs> yeah, well, wasn't he would hurt a lot of the time there, right? Yeah, but that version of him would just have solved so many oh, issues yeah. they have on the wing. Oh yeah, yeah. Like there's like. Solomon Hill right now is playing yeah. his his position. It's just yeah, yeah, but yeah, he was. I mean, he had like didn't he have like three knee surgeries in eighteen months or something like that? It sounds about right. Something yeah. in that area. Yeah, it's a bummer, but yes, he would have been excellent there. But you know that the their front court plus Drew Holiday is why I'm so mm-hmm. high on them. But mm-hmm. admittedly, no mention of, of Okafor. <laughs> So excited to see Jaleel Okafor finally take off. It was totally Philly and Brooklyn's fault. He's going to be 20-10, and 10, roll out of bed. 
Ugh. No. If that happens... <laughs> good. Good for him. I hope, <laughs> okay. I, mean, I honestly, like, I have nothing against the guy. I hope he does have a long, productive career. I if, if this is what it took to make him realize, like, you can't be in the NBA without figuring out how to defend the pick and roll, great. Good. I have nothing against the guy I've crapped about for two years straight. He just, he sucks. It's, what am I supposed to say? Like... He's bad at basketball, but if he figures out how to play defense and becomes good at basketball, that's great. And I hope he has a long career. Just not in Philly. Um, Golden State, all three of us, we have them at number 10. Uh, more, you and I were number 9. Sarah was 13. Sarah, I'm guessing, A, you took into account they're going to be on national TV every night, and B, we've seen most of them already. So we yeah. like we know yeah. they're going to be a sixty-plus win team. I just decided that you know Houston and Golden State I would put kind of near the middle, just because I felt yeah. like I knew they were going to be good. I knew mainly what they were going to look like. Um, I would bump them up once Boogie comes back because that'll be interesting. Yes. But mm-hmm. yeah, uh, for the most part, I'd leave them in the middle. <laughs> yeah, Boogie was the reason I had them as high as I did. Plus, mm-hmm. like Jordan Bell, I'm excited to see as more it's talked mm-hmm. about. Like, he's going to be very good, and he's probably going to get more minutes this year. So, especially while Boogie's out. So, that'll be fun. And also, like, I mean, when Steph and when KD and when Clay go off, like, I get it. We've seen it a hundred times, but it's still really fun. It's still special, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, you know, we run into this thing with LeBron, too, where, like, we've, He's he said it like I've spoiled people with my greatness. He said it in the most <laughs> dickhead way possible, but like he's kind of right, you know. Like Steph Curry has just has been so great as like become this all time great shooter that like we're just so used to seeing him hit eight or nine threes in a night. But it's like this never happened before. This was such a rare occurrence before that like. We should just, you know, we don't know how long this Warriors team, as currently constructed, is going to be together. It's very possible that this big four, this is the last year together with them. So I'm trying to go into the season with that perspective and enjoy it, even if there are, you know, overwhelming favorites to win again. If, you know, the the whole Warriors ruin the league thing is going to be a big storyline again in three months, whatever, (laughs) you know, enjoy it while we can. Uh, the Los Angeles Lakers were our number nine ranked team. Sarah, you had them highest at six. I had them at ten, and Mort at fourteen. Sarah, did you feel guilty having them that high? Yeah, it felt wrong. They're <laughs> <laughs> gonna put the Lakers that high. I I can't believe yeah. I had them at six. I thought I had them at seven. Wow, it's even higher. Um... <laughs> yeah, you had them above your own beloved San Antonio Spurs. I did. Well, see, I felt like I was being way too much of a homer but what can you do i am intrigued you know it's the freaking lakers yeah like i feel bad putting them that high on the league pass rankings because what they're probably gonna have 73 national TV games this year (laughs) up from their usual 50 when they're terrible even um but they added lebron james (laughs) so they have young players already that i liked you know i'm a villanova person so josh hart uh kuzma then they added these complete wild cards over the summer. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. Sorry, that's interesting. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Yeah. More. I was surprised. 
Because you didn't really take into account the national TV games. No. Why did you have them at 14? Uh, that's just a personal preference. I, I've Look, I've seen LeBron for so many years. I know what he's going to do. I mean, I had the Cavs pretty low last year as well. Mm-hmm. Because I, I know what he does. Just because he's wearing a new jersey, it doesn't like increase my level of enjoyment in, in watching him play. Um, and I've seen Rondo play. Too much, even. Uh, <laughs> I, it's I don't know. I'm just not that intrigued. I think they'll be good. I, I I'm way more intrigued about them in the playoffs than I am in the regular season. And just yeah. to note, I mean, league pass rankings are for the regular season, mm-hmm. right? So, right. Um, what they can put together in a playoff series, I'm gonna sit there glued to the to the screen. But I mean, while they figure stuff out, like you mentioned ad nauseum that they're probably going to struggle over the first 40, 50 games of the season anyway. Uh, and then next year, they're, they're going to take off. I agree with all that. So I'm just sitting there going, well, all right, I'll catch them next year. Yeah. You know what's interesting to me, though, is this is probably the first time in, what, almost a decade that a LeBron James team won't have that pressure on them to go to the finals. So right, there's there's a, a a patience there that you feel kind of hovering over this year that is almost never there for one of his teams, so, so that's interesting to me. I don't know how it will affect, you know, everyday play. I think he's going to prepare and play the way he always does, but I don't know. This it's really interesting to me that that pressure won't be there. Spotlight will be there, but that it's not yeah. the same pressure. Right. I mean, spotlight plus pressure. That's that's additionally difficult. So I, I totally see him having a. I think we'll see a more loose LeBron. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which totally. would which could be fun, but here's the thing: like even if the pressure isn't there externally, do you think Rashawn Rondo is not going to put pressure on those teams <laughs> on those guys internally? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I I split the difference between you guys here because as you said more there, I do expect them to struggle early on. That said, you guys know I like watching the world burn, and you know Voldemort mm. and LeBron are going to get into it at some <laughs> point this year, and I'm going to hate it, but it's going to drive all of the traffic for a week to every sports website. It's going to give people jobs. Ugh. So for that reason alone, they were 10 for me. You know what? I'm, I'm going to say that. I know it's going to give people jobs, but... I, you know, if, if the alternative to getting a job means you have to write about Voldemort... I know. Just I know. that's no, that's not great. I I agree. Uh, Dallas Mavericks were number eight for us. More, you were yeah. highest on them at five. I am mm-hmm. eleven. Sarah at twelve. I'm guessing this is just a Luka Doncic fan club. Oh, there's more than that, and you should be ashamed. <laughs> Dennis, Smith. this could be the uh, last season of Dirk Nowitzki, and yeah. you guys won't be tuning in. <laughs> Shame. I mean, there's still is this just some an, another American bias? Huh? <laughs> there's still in our top twelve. We didn't put up with the Kings. I, I thought I had them pretty high for yeah. all things yeah. considered, and it was because mainly, yeah, it could be Dirk yeah. last year and Luka Doncic, Jalen. It would be a theme. Like, <laughs> Smith. Yeah. Nobody seems to believe apparently that Doncic is legit. I, I saw some rankings today or some polls. Oh, about yeah, who would be poll. the best player. Like, yeah. I love Wendell Carter Jr., 
but he, him winning that vote in terms of who would be the who will have the best career out of this draft class, right? Like, have you guys like forgotten Luka Doncic exists? Like this, this is so weird to me. I just this is partly why I, I want to follow Diala so intensely because there are he was crapped on throughout the entire pre-draft process. I had so many Americans in my mentions going. Oh, but he played in Europe. That's not legitimate. Like, if an NCAA team would come into the EuroLeague, they would win by 40. Mm-hmm. Just, what? What? <laughs> no. No, this this guy is by far the most accomplished in this rookie class. He is by far the most NBA-ready, and he will... I'm actually go out, going to go out on a limb. He's going to play all-star caliber ball in his first season. Wow. He's that good. Unfortunately, he's in the West, so he's Who's not. Yeah, basketball? right. So caliber, caliber, caliber. Yeah. Yeah. right, 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 right. I mean, yeah, Ben Simmons did last year. Mm-hmm. He almost became an All Star even after four injuries. But God forbid, Goran Dragic missed his All Star game and says right. Ben Simmons could go. And Dennis Smith going into his second year is yeah. also going to be extremely interesting. And now they have DeAndre Jordan, who they can throw the ball to. I just kind of like the entertainment value of Dallas right now. They seem to have everything. Like in the last year of a, of a superstar, potentially the greatest European basketball player of all time, mm-hmm. uh, and, and then another European once-in-a-generation talent is having his first season. Then you have Dennis Smith Jr., who's this athletic, Derrick Rose-type point guard who can just jump through the air and... Then you have DeAndre Jordan who can grab lobs and, and block shots and rebound and just it's it I just have a feeling they're gonna be so much fun. Yeah. I agree. I mean if it wasn't for Doncic and Smith, I would have them in the twenties. Even with yeah. Dirk in his last season. Like Yeah, I would have them lower too. Yeah, those are the guys who I'm most excited to turn tune into. Yeah. At Pathways Financial Credit Union, we know things come up that might require extra family funds. You could use the equity in your home to help pay for almost anything, from home improvements to a family vacation. Our home equity line of credit has rates and payments much lower than a traditional loan or credit card. Find out why Pathways is the fastest-growing credit union in Ohio over the last 10 years. Visit one of our convenient locations or check us out at PathwaysCU.com. Offer of credit is subject to credit approval. Pathways is an equal opportunity lender and is federally insured by... By the NCUA. Uh, our next two were tied for sixth. We had Houston. I had them highest at sixth. Moit was seven. Sarah at 14. Sarah, you already mentioned that you just had them lower because uh, we know how it's going to go, basically. Mm-hmm. They're going to be really good. They're going to be on national TV a lot. Don't blow a league pass spot on them. Like James Harden and Chris Paul are great, but you'll see them plenty in the playoffs, too. I'm just excited to see how the mellow situation unfolds. Um, the Jazz, I had them highest at 7, Sarah at 9, Mort at 11. You were the lowest yeah. after singing the praises of Donovan Mitchell for more than a I year. Know. I know. How did um, he have fallen? I'll tell you why. Please because do. I, because outside of Donovan Mitchell, <laughs> yeah. there isn't much entertainment value. Like, I love them as a team. Gobert is a great defensive player. He he does have moments offensively where he's exciting. Joe Ingles is, is great, but he's not loud. Yeah. Like, he's really under the radar good, and you can really appreciate that. But I kind of feel that when we do league pass rankings, we also take into account, like, 
pace and space and you know high flying ability and you really only have Donnie there to to be that crowd pleaser mm-hmm. and that dragged it down a little bit for me you are so underrating Grayson Allen right now I might be uh, you know what? here's the thing he'll be an, a show in and of himself maybe not yeah. for offensive purposes but he'll just be a dog defensively he'll trip people up and he'll be controversial mm-hmm. so he'll get a lot of clicks too yeah um but but when I'm looking at the roster, I like it. I I love the roster and I love right. the team. Yeah. But from an entertaining entertainment standpoint, I'm just looking at basically Donnie and that's it. Yeah. I, well, Rubio is fun. He's not mm. a good shooter, but he's fun. That's true. There. Yeah. There is an element of of Ricky there, especially if he if he shows that last year wasn't a fluke in terms of shooting the basketball. That's right. Right. That's right. fair. Yeah. 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 I just think they're going to be like. I think last year will have emboldened them, and now they're just going to be in this like take no prisoners approach and just destroy everyone this year, which I mm. think will be fun to watch. But I right. will say this: if, he, if Donnie busts out and becomes like a thirty points quarter this year, yeah, I, I will bump them up like five or six slots. Right? Yeah, I, I'm yeah. expecting Donnie just to destroy worlds this year. Mm. But uh, we'll see. Uh, the Boston Celtics are a number five ranked team. Sarah, you had them number one overall. I was at four, and more. you were at 12. Yeah. What's up? Remember I had Boston pretty low last year as well? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, again, it's very similar to the, to the Utah situation. I mean, I will say that the added element of Jason Tatum's uh, development is very exciting. Uh-huh. But then you have a returning Gordon Hayward, who I feel will take some minutes away from either Tatum or Jalen Brown. And rightfully so, because they played a lot of minutes. But I don't find Gordon Hayward entertaining. I find him spectacular in his own sense, but I don't find him that entertaining to watch. Mm. Kyrie, I'm kind of nervous about that injury. Like People seem to be talking about, like, oh, he might not necessarily be the Kyrie Irving that we know. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's one of the... He's arguably the most entertaining player there is on that team and if he's limited physically or if he misses a lot of games that counts into it Mm -hmm. and horford like i love him but right yeah you know horford's not super fun to watch no he's i mean not not when you take on the big glasses of you know the nba fanhood that right he's like for, for 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 geeks like us who looks at the game differently yeah he's absolutely fun but we have to take on a broader stroke here. Well, yeah, I mean, just listen to any Boston talk radio guy before May, and it's like, oh, Horford only averages fourteen five and oh, four. Yeah. Why are we paying him oh, a God. max contract? Like, yeah. Yes. Oh God, that was so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> right, but like, you're right. The casual NBA fan, more likely than not, does not appreciate Horford. That right. said, Sarah, why do you have them number one? They just check all the boxes for me. You know, I yeah. did love watching them play last year, Brown and Tatum, and they came to an agreement with Smart, right? So he'll be yep. back. Yeah, um, 52 mil, I think. Yeah, Rozier. Um, and then there's that added component of, yeah, you're basically getting back two all-stars. How are they going to look? How are they going to integrate? What's it going to look, you know, what's it going to look like? So to me, that's why I had them at the top. They're exciting to watch, and there's enough intrigue and question coming into the year to make mm. it even more interesting to me. Um, 
I probably should have swapped a team like Denver up there because they won't have as many national games, but but I'm definitely just looking forward to watching them. Yeah, for me, the only concern about Boston is that they're going to beat teams so badly that like mm-hmm. we might see nothing but scrubs in the fourth quarter. But that, uh, said, that counter into my thinking, too. Yep. That said, even their scrubs lineup is like Smart and Roger and stupid effing Aaron Baines and like Marcus Morris. Hey, who are... hey now, calm down. <laughs> no, oh no, Sarah. Aaron Baines, Aaron Baines and I, we're out, we're done. Um, you know, like it's not a terrible bench lineup that's going to give up a 20 point lead. Like those guys could still play. But I mean, you've got in your starting lineup, you have five all-star caliber players or guys who like Brown and Tatum probably will not be all-stars this year just because... No, but you said caliber. You're right. Right. So Mm -hmm. like that to me, there aren't many teams in the league that have five players like that in their starting lineup, which I think... They're going to start Kyrie, Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward, Jason Tatum, and Al Horford. It's From a talent perspective, it's absolutely batshit crazy. Uh, Milwaukee Bucks were number four on our list. Sarah had them at three. I had them at five. Mort had them at eight. I mean, Giannis. Do we need to say more than that? Giannis and Chris Middleton um, are the two guys that I'm looking at. I don't feel the rest of the roster is as exciting. Mm -hmm. And I'm actually giving uh, Thon Maker the benefit of the doubt here. That's why I have them in the top ten. Those are the three guys that I'm going to tune in to watch. I mean, clearly also, you didn't watch Dante DiVincenzo play college ball. So. <laughs> I, I did. So I did. Love. Yeah, I oh, did. No. And I'm yeah. I'm sort of sketchy to to how he translates to the NBA. He's going to be but, a big pro. Do not worry about it. The kid's athletic as hell. He can shoot. He defends. He's going to be all right. He's going to settle it. All right. I mean, I'm just excited to see Milwaukee with a real coach and Giannis with a real coach. Like, the upgrade mm. from Jason Kidd to Mike Budenholzer is going to be spectacular. And also, them adding Ilias or re-adding Ilyasova and getting Brooke mm-hmm. Lopez in there, too. Like, getting stretch fives and stretch fours in there. I mean, Giannis, if you're betting on MVP, Giannis is about as good of a bet as you can make. At this point, mm-hmm. like I, I think he's headed for that type of season. So him or AD, right? Like that's yeah. that's what you and I agreed on. Yeah, I mean LeBron's yeah. going to be up there too, but I think the Lakers are going to struggle enough. Where you know, I, I, Milwaukee really could win fifty games this year. I still, I still think Le- LeBron is just going to take it easy because, yeah. like Sarah mentioned, like there's no pressure this year, so it wouldn't right. matter if he just kicked back and averaged twenty two. Yeah, he very well might. Uh, number three on our list, we had all all three of us had them in the top five. Were the Toronto Raptors? I had them at number two overall. It was the highest. Mort was four. Sarah was five. I mean, you have a new coach in Nick Nurse. Mm-hmm. You have Kawhi Leonard, who we just don't know what's going to happen with him. But like, yep. regardless, it's going to be interesting. Hopefully, he gets back to his old form, and then he and Giannis battle all season for being the best player in the East. Toronto then also has to spend the entire season like trying to convince him to re-sign next summer. You know, you still have the team that won the most number of games last year in the Eastern Conference. You still have most of the core of that. You've got a great starting five. 
Danny Green's going to be a really good piece in that starting five as well. You still have the bench mob. Like, I know people are out on the Raptors, like, always and forever because they always fall apart in the playoffs. But now you have a very different composition. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, this isn't – we said last year wasn't the same Raptors team, and it wasn't. They won a whole playoff series. But this time, they're really not the same Raptors team. I still, I still feel like this is, you know, them throwing the ring into Mordor, Mordor after Sauron has manifested. <laughs> like their ghost has moved west. They found the LeBron stopper after right. he went west. It's just so unfortunate, right? But now they need a Giannis stopper and a Ben Simmons stopper and a Jason Tatum stopper. This is true. But it was just like the LeBron Kawhi yeah. angle specifically that was interesting to me because, right. like LeBron, just had this mental grab on the Raptors for the past few years. Like that series, <laughs> a couple months ago. Oh, it's so brutal. Jeez, I, I mean, mean, you could just see it. Like they, they had nothing mentally. They had nothing. Yeah, when when he hit that game winner in game three, you knew. Oh yeah, it was a sweep. It was just, there was, it was no done. Way. Yeah. Yeah, I, I bet. Like, how salty do you think Dwayne Casey is? Like, thinking, I thought he was just the scapegoat, and then they were gonna like they couldn't run back the same roster and the same coach, so they had to fire the coach because they weren't gonna trade one of mm-hmm. Lowry and DeRozan. Then they trade DeRozan. It's like, oh, I guess they could have brought back Dwayne Casey, but I'm. Ex- I mean, reportedly Nick Nurse was like the driver behind yep. their big offensive overhaul last year, so. I'm excited to see how they move that forward because I think they, that that style clearly was an improvement over their past regime, um, and you know if, if they can, they kind of reverted to their old ways in the playoffs. But now that most of their guys have a year's worth of experience, are going to get another year's worth, have these new pieces. Like hopefully they stick to that even when the going gets tough in the playoffs but most i mean number one on the list is let's just hope Kawhi is healthy and back to his old self because mm-hmm. otherwise the raptors might not be as fun as we are all expecting denver nuggets were number two on our lists mm-hmm. more you and i had them at number one yeah, Sarah, and then it Sarah was the ruined Hater. by our guest <laughs> had them at number eight why do you hate Jokic, Sarah? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you hate Jamal Murray and Gary Harris? What did they ever do to you? Uh, I can't believe that we're really even talking about this. Because as I mentioned to y'all, anybody in my top 10 or 15, I'm seeking out. So <laughs> I'm definitely watching the Nuggets. Did you... Yeah. Why did you have him at 8 rather than a little higher, though? You know, I just went with the top teams that I really wanted to see, like I said, and by very loose criteria. So, And it was weird for me that they were all Eastern teams. Mm. But uh, the Nuggets were one of the top ones in the West. Absolutely. Um, I mean, you guys all know, Jokic is way too much fun to watch. Talking about that 77 Blazers team where they could play through the post, through yeah. this excellent yeah. passing big man, I mean, they really could do that. And they do a lot. They have guys who are great off ball, like Gary Harris and Jamal, who could who could play make two. Then they bring in Isaiah Thomas. So yeah, come on, that now nah, I'm definitely healthy. Not Paul Millsap back. They're not exciting. <laughs> definitely not the message. Yeah, no, we're we're just giving you a hard time. But yes, I yeah, I'm just pissed because that 
your rating led to Brian actually winning this whole thing because <laughs> I, I think he manipulated it somehow. Still, yeah, you guys. Probably. I mean, <laughs> I ranked, I ranked the Sixers third. I ranked the Nuggets first. I I am I'm most excited for the Nuggets. We alluded to it earlier. I forget with the, oh about the Bulls how they're going to give up 120 points a night. Nuggets mm-hmm. are going to give up like 130 a night, and their only way to win is by scoring 140. Because Jokic and they can't. Right? Yeah. Like Jokic and Millsap are just such good passers. Murray and Harris are going to be. They're just such electric scorers. Will Barton too, and then yeah, it like their top six can go to war with anyone. Is that such a bad defense, though, when you think about it? Like, Jokic got significantly better last year. We'll have improved again this year. No. Millsap is a plus defender. Will Barton is not a bad defender. Gary Harris is a plus defender. Jamal Murray got better on that end. I know Isaiah Thomas is a train wreck on that end, but he's not in a starting role. Like, is it that bad? Yeah. It's not bad. I don't don't have faith in them fielding a league average defense this year. No, 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 but I'm not, I, I, I'm saying I don't think it's like in the late 20s, like, yeah, I don't right. think it's, I don't think it's that far. It'll be like 21st or 22nd. Yeah, something like, but that doesn't necessarily mean, like, if you have the number one offense, like, you yeah. will pretty much own that. Well, I think they're just going to run at such a fast pace. It's not even that their defense is going to be like so horrendous, but they're yeah. they're going to be one of the league leaders in pace, so they're going to put up that many points mm. just because of that, and they're going to shoot a lot of threes. Like their offensive system is going to be really fun to watch. I would agree. Mm-hmm. But more as you alluded to, the Nuggets were not the number one team. Started from the bottom. Now we're here. Your Philadelphia Seventy Sixers. And by your, this is the royal we, because it's everyone's Philadelphia 76ers, are our number one ranked team. Morton and I both had them three. Sarah had them two. I mean, Joella Bede, Ben Simmons, Dario Saric, seeing if Markel Fultz can shoot a basketball. There are a lot of storylines here. But Sarah, what, what else are you excited about for the Sixers? I have something that you've mentioned, too, that to start the season. I mean, I hate that they lose Belly and um, yeah. Lee Silva, but, you know, they're starting off the season with a better bench than they started off with last year. So there's that. And then they they right there with the Celtics. They're right behind the Celtics and adding this kid who, you know, is, it's essentially adding someone who is a question mark who I, st- I believe in. I believe in a lot. So I think he'll surprise people. Um Fultz could shoot in college. I'm not giving up on him being able to shoot, especially yeah. after a summer of working with Drew Hanlon. So, um, obviously, Simmons is is not known for being a shooter either. I don't know that he has changed after a summer of hanging out with Kardashians. But he he definitely <laughs> is still the an incredibly exciting, impactful player. So, and Joe and Bead, like, there's no reason to even mention that like we're all on the same yeah. page so they'll they'll be a lot of fun i saw on roto world the other day i haven't actually seen the the actual report but there was a link to a mark tines column i think on friday or mark stein column uh that said some people in the nba expect ben simmons is going to shoot righty next year mm-hmm. apparently 
So that's something else to watch. That'll be fun to see if Ben Simmons <laughs> like <laughs> makes Kevin O'Connor's day and actually shoots with his correct shooting hand. Uh, you could also tune in to see if how quickly uh, Sixers fans turn on Bob Covington when he misses three threes in a row. <laughs> <laughs> always, always a fun parlor game in Sixers games. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, if you want, to, if you want to borrow Parker for him, I mean, <laughs> no, no, thank you. Oh, okay. Appreciate the offer, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think there's much to say. The Sixers are going to be really fun to watch. Should be a good team, and Embiid. I mean, if nothing else, just watch games with Embiid versus the Lakers, especially because last year he had that game where it was like 45 points, 15 rebounds, seven blocks. So you have the they want to dunk on Lonzo Ball, but then also they really are going to want to dunk on LeBron for burning them this summer. Which is gonna be great. Sixers Lakers should be like I know Sixers Celtics are like all over opening week and Christmas Day. Sixers Lakers should be some national TV games too. Well, and and Sixers Hawks because Embiid will go for fifty two. <laughs> he wants yeah he's got to remind Lloyd Pierce where he came from. That's true. Yeah, so. and Dwayne Dittman ain't gonna stop that. <laughs> Probably not. No. Speaking of all that, I'm bumping the Suns up to like top five when they play the Sixers because I just oh, want to see Miguel yeah. Bridges oh. like go oh, nuclear God. and stare at the bench <laughs> like he already did in summer league. So yeah, yes, but also Embiid and Aiton have like weird, not like beef necessarily, but like Aiton really, you know, Embiid on draft night. They were like, <laughs> Aiton compares to Embiid, and then Embiid tweeted, "But I play defense." And then, yeah, <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> but then, like, Aiton at that rookie card thing was like, draw a picture of yourself, and it was Aiton dunking on Embiid. And he was wow. like, oh, that's cute. Kids can dream. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> You're right. Their Sixers' sons will be very fun. So I'm going to lose my shit if Mikhail Bridges, like, hits a three in uh, front of the Philly bench, turns around and asks, where's Sayer? Well, hopefully by that point, he'll be back, maybe. But uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed this, and we hope as you are making your league pass decisions, if you are not doing a 30-team package, that this could be of some help. Um, Sarah, it was great to have you back. You are welcome back anytime, whenever. Thank you, guys. (laughs) Thank Um, you for having me. It was really fun to be back. Yeah, and I didn't ask this at the beginning, so I'll I'll ask it at the end. Where can people find you on Twitter? <laughs> this is weird. I don't even know how to do this. It's like when a <laughs> player gets traded and they come back to the arena and they don't know where like the visitor side is. What the hell? Oh, man. Um, okay, so you can find... What the hell even is my at? At Wild Horses, 6-5, I believe, on yeah, Twitter. Right. Um, you can find my writing at B-Ball Breakdown which I honestly don't even know how to get to the site anymore. They've merged with Clutch Points, so check out Clutch Points as well. Um, just go to my Twitter. I'll probably have a link. Uh, I appreciate anybody who reads anything that I write. Um, trying to get some more stuff out before the season starts, some throwback stuff. Since we're in the dog days of summer right now, I just wrote about the 04 Pistons, oh, yeah. and I got the We Believe Warriors coming up imminently, so Ooh. hopefully check that out. Oh, wow. That's awesome. That was the most realist way of plucking yourself I ever heard. (laughs) I don't remember my handle. I'm not really sure how to get to the website that I write for, but 
go to the go, go to the profile to the handle that I can't remember to find the link. <laughs> it's perfect. I love it. Thanks, I, I can vouch for that Pistons that Pistons piece though. That was really good. I'm excited. Oh yeah, about thank you. The war- yeah, the Warriors switch should be good too. That's that's a good plug. So yes, everyone follow Sarah on Twitter. Not only if you're a Spurs fan, she's just a great follow uh, yep. all the time, but also does some great job uh, breaking down video and all that good stuff. So follow Sarah. She knows more about basketball than Morton and I combined, as if that mm-hmm. hasn't been evidently clear throughout our entire podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That that should that shouldn't be a discussion. <laughs> Yeah, right, exactly. Uh, in the meantime, also give us a follow at the NBA pod. You can find our Twitter handles in our bio, so give us a follow too. You can also find us on iTunes, so please subscribe, download, leave some five-star reviews. We'd love any feedback. And we're being hosted on the Almighty Baller Podcast Network, so check them out on Twitter at AlmightyCasts. I'm Brian Taporic, and I was joined today by Morton Jensen and Sarah Chalea. Dream Team out! <laughs> Get to Old Navy for the biggest sale of the year. Up to 60% off all back-to-school styles for kids and baby. Get flip-flops for 2 bucks, graphic tees for 4 bucks, shorts for $6, and jeans for $8. Right now, get the best kids' styles at kid-size prices. Just 2 4 6 and $8. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in-store free today. Up to 60% off all kids and baby styles now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 729 to 8 Select styles. Excludes in-store clothes. Get to Old Navy for the biggest sale of the year. Up to 60% off all back-to-school styles for kids and baby. Get flip-flops for 2 bucks, graphic tees for 4 bucks, shorts for $6, and jeans for $8. Right now, get the best kids' styles at kid-size prices. Just 2 4 6 and $8. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in-store free today. Up to 60% off all kids and baby styles now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 729 to 811. Select styles. Excludes in-store clearance.